premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is that you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast for our Sunday afternoon sermon. I hope you're all having a blessed day in the Lord. I trust that you were in church today and that your preacher was on fire for the Lord today. I hope that you came out of church with a renewed love for the Word of God and a fresh burden for souls. What a great day, folks. It's a beautiful day here in Eagle Pass, Texas. We are just having a a, a little bit of a rain uh, cycle that we're going through, but that's no big deal. We need the rain. It's a blessing to have. And... um, but it's a but it's really beautiful out with the with the the temperatures are about seventy four degrees. It's just a great great day. Had a great day at church this morning. Our preacher, like like I I, I said for you guys, I our preacher was on fire today for the Lord, and uh, it was a great service. And I'm looking forward to going back tonight. One of the brothers in our church will be uh, preaching tonight, and I'm excited to hear him preach. He always does a great job when he does. Uh, so we're going to pray for Adam today when we get down to our prayer list, uh, as he'll be bringing the message at our evening service today. Folks, uh, I, I was trying to save this for a little bit later on in the show when we were going over our announcements, but I am really, really excited about something. Did you realize that we have reached, with this show today, 50 episodes? Can you believe that? 50 episodes. <laughs> What an unbelievable achievement, to be honest with you. I I really, I never honestly expected to reach 50 episodes. I really didn't. You know, when when I started this, this is, I, I think I've told you guys already, but when I started this, this is the third incarnation of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. When we started this years ago, on Blog Talk Radio, which I don't even know if they still exist, but uh, we started this on Blog Talk Radio a number of years ago as Redeeming the Time Radio. And it was myself and a brother from the church that I was uh, with back in New York City that did the show. And it was similar in format, not, not as, uh, as elaborate as we do now. Uh, but it was just uh, uh, the two of us sitting there having fellowship around the Word of God going over some Bible studies, and uh, it was a real, real blessing uh, to be able to do that. The problem was, is nobody listened. (laughs) So we were doing all these shows, and uh, we had no listeners. We had maybe one or two people that would listen in, but those are folks that we knew. And so 
you know, but no real natural organic growth to it, nothing. So uh, we eventually, after about 10 shows, I think we pulled the plug on that and then uh, kind of put it on the shelf for a little while. Uh, when I moved down to Texas, I restarted it again, uh, but this time I changed the name of it to uh, Sword of the Spirit Podcast. And again, did about, I think, eight or ten episodes. And again, still, you know, no traction, no listeners, nothing. And then in April of this year, I just got the, I was looking at the, the, the box that has the microphone set up. And I was like, hey, why not? Let's do that. And uh, let's get this thing started again. So I set that thing up. And I remember in, in, in the house we were living in at the time, I, I set up in the garage of all places. And of course it was the summer when we did it. And, and if you know anything about Southwest Texas in the summer, it gets pretty hot and there's no air or anything in there. And, uh, it was just awful. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the quality, it was just awful. It was just not good at all. But, um, again, no traction, no followers, no nothing. Just every episode I put out there had no listeners whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, again, I put it away and then, uh, here in April this year, I decided that we were going to get started again. And, uh, man, I, I guess it's just the Lord's timing in all of it. Uh, I, I guess that this was a time that the Lord had put aside for us to do this because when we started out, uh, just did two very simple messages, uh, one called, are you saved? And the other one, which Bible, where we talk about the King James Bible and our position on that, and uh, just just the listens started coming in, one after another, one after another, one after another. And uh, we kept on going with it. We, uh, we, we expanded a little bit. We added more platforms as, as we were going along, um, better equipment, better sound equipment, better microphones, uh, computers, and so on and so forth. Now, I remember starting this... Um, I didn't even have the my uh, my setup the way it is. I just had my laptop, and I actually I would print out all of the notes for the show, and I would go off of those because I was watching the uh, the studio screen on the laptop, and I didn't want to switch back and forth because I didn't want to you know potentially mess it up. So uh, it was just a wild start to the whole thing. And now I look at where we are now, 50 episodes later, uh, we are over 2,800 plays and downloads, uh, not including other platforms that don't aggregate to my host platform. Uh, We have folks that contribute on a regular basis, and it's just been an incredible blessing for me to be a part of this and to do this. So, uh, 50 episodes that's that's a great milestone for us wasn't really expecting to get past 10 maybe but i guess the lord had other plans for us and of which i am extremely extremely thankful and appreciative and um i just look forward to seeing what the next lord willing 50 episodes will bring but folks, we have a we have a good message for you today. I think you're going to enjoy it. We're going to be getting into uh, the book of Ephesians in chapter six. I'm going to preach to you a message called "The Real Adversary," and we're going to take a look at the principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. 
But before we get to that message, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, SortOfTheSpiritPodcast.com. That's SortOfTheSpiritPodcast.com. And would you head on down to our contact section and open up that web form, fire us, fire us off a message. Let us know whatever you're thinking about, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, concerns, but especially send us over your prayer requests. Uh, we, we love getting the prayer requests. I particularly enjoy taking those prayer requests and praying for you in my personal quiet time with the Lord and then to bring it publicly to the show so that all of our all of our listeners can uh, participate and uh, and pray for you as well and get the blessing from that. So please don't forget to send your prayer request. If you don't like using the web form, hey, that's fine. That's fine with me. That's why we set up the email address so you can email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Also, while you're on the website, would you please look for the Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, uh, if you would, would you please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And uh, I know that it's close to the holidays. It might be hard to uh, commit to a, a monthly recurring contribution right now. Um, but if you're able to, uh, perhaps you can do a one-time contribution. And you can do that by clicking the Waygiver button on our website as well. Uh, but pray about it. That's the, the main thing I want you to do is to pray about it. And if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these live shows and these podcasts that we've done have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, of course, as always, I always like to start by saying thank you, first and foremost, to the Lord for giving me the opportunity to serve Him and for allowing me to do this with you guys every week. Uh, this is something that I look forward to uh, more than you can possibly know. Um, I find this to be uh, a challenge to myself because I have to study, I have to prepare for this, I have to discipline myself to do it. And um, sometimes, I'll be honest, I'm not the most disciplined person when it comes to my studies. But uh, doing this with you as frequently as, as we do it forces me to do that and gets me out of a bad habit. You know, the Bible says we should confess our faults one to another, not our sins, not our sins, our faults one to another. And that's a fault of mine. I... I tend to get a little slack with my, my studies and my preparation at times, but the Lord's using this to, to really uh, change that about me, and I, I am thankful for that. And, I'm, of course, I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus saved me. I am so thankful that, uh, that, that, that he endured the most horrible, excruciating, painful, uh, humiliating death you could you could possibly imagine on that cross at Calvary and his pure, sinless, perfect blood was shed to pay for not only my sin, but the sins of the world. And all you have to do is accept that gift. And uh, once you've accepted that gift and you get saved, man, it's a life that, uh, it, yeah, look, it has its ups and downs. It has its problems. It has its uh, you know, has its uh, trials, and if I can use the word tribulations, it sure does, you know. 
Uh, getting saved doesn't mean that you're never going to have a problem in the world. I am going through something right now that is probably the worst thing imaginable that anyone can possibly want to go through. Um, not just myself, but my whole household. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, uh, the Lord doesn't promise that you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to have problems in your life once you get saved. But the Lord does promise you that if you get saved, you don't have to worry about suffering an eternity in a burning hell and then eventually a lake of fire. So that's something to consider and something to think about. Now, also, I'd like to say thank you to our current supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. Uh, your prayers mean the world to me. Uh, I covet your prayers. I love getting those little short emails saying that you're praying for me, you're praying for the ministry, uh, you're praying for you know, something to do with the show. I mean, that to me is just what, we're, what we want. That's how we grow. That's how we build each other up in our faith. We've got to pray for one another. The Bible tells us to. We ought to do it, and we ought to do it more frequently. And, uh, and I appreciate all those prayers. So can, please continue to pray for the show. Pray for the ministry. But also, please, pray for myself. Uh, pray for my family and uh, for those needs that we have. Uh, also, I want to say thank you to those who support us financially. Uh, your financial support has been uh, just absolutely amazing, and it has helped us with this show to uh, expand our reach, to uh, be able to uh, get ourselves onto some platforms that require uh, a monthly payment, uh, to, uh, to, to, to purchase items to uh, give away, uh, gospel tracts. We're trying to get Bibles. We're, we're so close. We're so close to getting those cases of Bibles. We just need a couple of more supporters. That's all we need. So if you're listening and you haven't made a decision yet as to whether or not you can support us or want to support us, uh, pray about it, please. And if you can, your support will go to, to, to getting these Bibles. You know, giving out the Word of God is a blessing. It's a privilege that we have, and it's something that we ought to do. And uh, by getting these cases of Bibles, we'll be able to, if someone reaches out to us that maybe can't afford a Bible and would like to have one, you know, we could send it to them. And then you, because of your contribution to that, will earn that reward when you get to glory. It's a wonderful system that the Lord had works has worked out. It really is. You know, uh, I don't always understand it, but it's a, it's a marvelous and amazing system he has. And, uh, and you can be a part of that by just doing a simple contribution. And, of course, I want to say thank you to everybody who listens on a regular basis. Uh, because because of, the, of your listening and your downloads and, and the plays that we have, we have over 2,800 plays and downloads. I was just trying to see if I can find my phone so I can tell you exactly the number as of right now, but I can't seem to find my phone at the moment. But um, we are over 2,800 plays, and that's amazing, absolutely amazing. Like I said earlier, for a show that I wasn't expecting to do more than 10 episodes or so, it's a, it's God has blessed us so much, and he's blessed us through you, and I am very thankful for that. And because of those plays and because of those listens, uh, you know, we're higher up in the search algorithms on search engines because of that. That means more people are able to find our show. And then when they find our show, 
we do the best we can to make sure we present the gospel in a clear way. And that's all because folks like you listen and download. It's a, you guys are amazing, and I appreciate that. And, uh, and I promise you this is going to be the last time I'm going to mention it for a while. The Lord kind of has me a, a, under a little bit of a conviction about this. Uh, and I'm not saying it to brag or boast or anything like that, but because of, of the amount of listens that we get, on one of the platforms we're on, Good Pods, we are ranked number one in four separate categories. We're ranked number one in the, in the weekly top 100 episode, uh, shows. We have the number one and the number two spot in the uh, top 100 episodes. We have the number one spot in the religion and spirituality category uh, for the weekly and the monthly. And we are number one in the Christianity charts, weekly and monthly. That's because of you. And thank you so much for doing that. Because now when people go to a platform like Good Pods and they're looking at that list to see, you know, uh, what shows are where. Because I do that. I go to the categories. I look at all the categories and see what all the top shows are. They'll see our show. They'll come to listen to us. And maybe they'll keep coming back and keep coming back, and then we can get them the gospel as they continue to listen. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody plays a part in, if you want to call it success that we have, or blessing, or whatever you want to call it. Everybody who... who Everybody who listens, supports us prayerfully, financially, whether they like it, like the show, subscribe to it, share it, you all have a part in this. And I appreciate that. And that's why we were able to get to episode 50. That's why we have over 2,800 listens. That's why we're at number one on the charts, because of you. Thank you so much for that. God bless you, and please, please keep it up. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, would you please consider visiting us at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you can always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and when you get there, you'll find lots of helpful information and also episodes of the podcast. And again, just to uh, extend a thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church uh, for allowing us to post our show on Facebook, on the church's Facebook page. Uh, As you know, I don't do Facebook, so um, the fact that they allow us to do that is a, it's a blessing for us because we can expand our reach that way as well. And also to uh, say thank you to Pastor John Monk, my pastor, who has been uh, an absolute encouragement in every step of the way of doing this podcast from the first one up until today, actually. We were talking about the show before I left church this afternoon. Uh, he's been an absolute encouragement to me and a, and a real blessing and a good friend and uh, he's probably one of the few preachers that I would say um, isn't just my pastor, but he's also my friend. And uh, I appreciate him, and I appreciate his ministry, and I appreciate all the support that he gives. And uh, so, Pastor Monk, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for all that you do. God bless you for it, sir. But folks, listen, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Facebook, Spotify, Good Pods, iHeart, uh, iTunes, any one of the platforms that we're on, and there are so, so many, Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it. 
with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you can give us a five-star review, if you feel like uh, we're worth that, please, please do so. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on Good Pods and Spotify. So uh, if you feel like we deserve it, please hit that five-star button. Like, subscribe, and share it. Uh, you know, when you, you share this with your friends and your family and the, the folks that, uh, that follow you on your social media, you really are helping us spread the gospel for the exact reasons that I've already told you, because we do our very, very best to make sure that we present the gospel in a clear, easy, concise way so that it's easily understandable and that the, uh, the extreme importance of knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior comes across as clear as anything can possibly come across. So, folks, thank you again for that. I appreciate it, and uh, let's keep doing it. All right, moving on down to uh, just, uh, just a couple of announcements. Uh, and then after the announcements, we'll take our first break and then come back for our prayer requests, and then we'll get on into the message. So, folks, I uh, just want to remind you of Thursday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We have been going through the book of Second Timothy, and we have been camped in Second Timothy chapter 2 now for, oh, this will be the third week, I think. And uh, we are going to be getting into uh, some really good studies. Uh, last week we we spoke about uh, we spoke about uh, enduring as a good soldier. Uh, we spoke about grace previous to that. And I'm going to tell you, folks, uh, these messages have been a, a tremendous blessing to me, especially with with the situations that we're going through right now here at home. Uh, it's you got to remember also to, just to give you some perspective that when when we do these uh, studies, uh, the studies that you're getting are about. I, I did those. I prepared those studies like three weeks in advance. So the study that you hear, the the message you're hearing tonight, was something that I had prepared for at least a month ago. The, uh, the, the Thursday night Bible studies, the same thing. Uh, these things, I'm, I'm about three to four weeks ahead in my studies. So, um, so when I was preparing these, these, uh, these especially these last few on, on, on enduring hardness as a good soldier, on um, the, the different types of grace, like suffering grace, dying grace, uh, giving grace, uh, task grace, things like that. I had been I had prepared for it three weeks ago, oblivious to the fact that I'd be going through what we're going through right now. So these, I believe that the Lord is preparing my heart for this time through those studies that I get now to share with you. Isn't that amazing? Don't you just think about that. What a tremendous blessing. What a tremendous blessing. Now, folks, if, uh, if you're a prepper or if you're someone who's interested in prepping, uh, I would like to re- recommend to you the Contra Radio Network at www.crn.best. The Contra Radio Network is a podcast and a vidcast uh, for folks and, uh, who are interested in prepping and are discerning patriots. It's a, it's a wonderful channel. Uh, Je- uh, John, who runs the channel, uh, does a great job in, in making sure all of the uh, programs are up to date and uh, and available to 
the listeners and subscribers of the Contra Radio Network. Um, if you are interested in any of those things, I listen to it on a regular basis, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I am not a prepper, but it is something that I've been slowly looking at as something perhaps I might need to start doing at some point, uh, not just for myself, but for my family. And um, uh, it also has uh, some excellent, excellent political talk shows, which if you know anything about me, you know I'm a political junkie, and I look forward to uh, getting into a political podcast. I actually have another show that I do that uh, deals with uh, uh, politics and uh, current events. But um, the, uh, the folks over at uh, the Contra Radio Network have been fantastic in getting these shows uh, put together for you, and I would highly recommend checking them out. So you can get them at www.crn.best, or you can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms. Uh, and also, um, how I came across them was uh, uh, John had reached out to me and asked me if uh, we could post our shows on uh, on Contra Radio Network. And of course, I said yes, absolutely. And we've been on there now for quite some time. And the the uh, the feedback I've been getting from the folks uh, that listen to us on the Contra Radio Network has been phenomenal. The plays and downloads have been incredible, and I appreciate it, and I'm very thankful to be a part of that family over there. So check them out, crn.best, on all of your major podcasting platforms as well, the Contra Radio Network. All right, folks, if you head over to our website, Sword of the Spirit Podcast, um, you could, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, you can uh, scroll down to the bottom. We have a little sign-up box there for programming announcements. So uh, basically what that all that is is that if you fill that out, you put your name and your email address on a mailing list and stays with me. It doesn't go anywhere else. We don't sell it. We won't spam you. Uh, we will be sending you out uh, programming announcements related to upcoming shows. That's it. That's all there is to it. So if there's any time change or if there's a, a guest that we'll be having on a Saturday afternoon or if there is um, you know, a, a possibility that a show might not uh, be available on, uh, on one of our broadcast days, we'll be sending out emails from that uh, programming announcement subscription uh, to let everybody know. And it's important if you want to stay in the know on what exactly is going on with us here. So uh, com. Look for the programming announcements subscription box on the website there. Fill it out and get on our mailing list. Again, not selling it to anybody. It stays with me. We're not going to spam you and send you a bunch of stuff you really don't want. All right. Uh, also, while you're on the website, check out our Sword Swag tab. On the Sword Swag tab, you can get one of these really awesome Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs, which I have right here. And I'm going to take a sip here. Mm-hmm. I slurped on purpose, so you knew I was really doing it. Okay, uh, so the Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug will run you at a $25 contribution. And then also we have uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, of which I'm wearing one now. I always try to wear one when we do the show. Uh, and that you can get for a $35 contribution. Uh, if you are interested in any of those things, uh, there's an email button on the, on the Sword Swag page. Just email me your mailing information, and I will send you back the link so you can make your contribution, and uh, we'll get that out to you as soon as possible. All right, um, next, let's see. 
January, we're going to be starting our Missionary of the Month. Very excited to do that. Missions is very close to my heart. I love missions. I think missions uh, is is extremely important uh, for the church to be involved in. And there are a number of great missionaries that, uh, that I am familiar with, that my church works with. Uh, and uh, starting in January, we are going to be highlighting once a month one missionary and his family uh, in the field that they're serving, uh, and we will provide information as to what exactly it is they're doing, um, how their ministry is going, and if we're able to uh, divert a portion of that month's support, we will do that to help them meet whatever needs and goals that they have. Uh, there will be times, though, where we'll talk about a particular mission field, but not name the missionary specifically. That's because uh, in some places in the world, it's not, um, it's not friendly to the gospel message. For example, in China, um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the work being done in China is done underground because the Chinese government doesn't uh, particularly care for biblical Christianity. So, and that's just putting it mildly. So, uh, you know, we have to be very careful on what we say and who we talk about and uh, any specific information that uh, we give out. Uh, we want to protect the missionary, the missionary's family, uh, the folks that the missionaries are working with, and their families, and so on. So we want to make sure that we're, we're completely discreet in that. All right, and we'll be doing that starting in January. So uh, we'll take one show in January to highlight them. All right. Now, last thing, I've already mentioned this one because I kind of jumped the shark on it. But um, uh, So over 2,800 plays and downloads, not counting the plays from the other host platforms that we're on. So, All right, so what does that mean? Um, so our host platform is Anchor. Uh, you... You oftentimes, at the beginning of the show, hear a, uh, an ad run for Anchor if you're uh, listening on one of the podcasting platforms after the live show. Uh, but there are other platforms that we're on, such as Spreaker, where we are right now, which, by the way, if uh, you are logged into Spreaker, make sure you jump over into our chat group and say hello. The chat group is open. Uh, also, um, we're all, so the plays that are generated by Spreaker aren't counted toward my plays on the host platform of Anchor. So I have to take the numbers from Spreaker and add it on myself to, um, to uh, Anchor's numbers to get an accurate number of how many plays are going. Same thing with um, uh, Podbean. Podbean is another platform that we, we distribute our feed to, uh, but their play counts don't count on my home, uh, my home platform. I, I don't know if that's confusing or not, but... That's just the way it works. So I have to take those numbers from the, both of those places, add them together to my overall number. I haven't done that yet uh, with this number, but we are definitely over 2,800 plays as of today. And again, it just blows me away that we are there, and, and this is how, we, how it's been going for us. It's just been a tremendous blessing, and I'm very thankful again to the Lord and to every single one of you. And please keep it up. Please keep it up. All right, with the announcements out of the way, uh, we are going to take our first break of the uh, afternoon here. And when we come back from this break, we're going to jump into our prayer requests. We're going to start, of course, as always, 
with folks that are in need of salvation and work down to our sick list, general prayers, unspoken prayers, and uh, then we'll jump into our message. All right, so, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and if, uh, if you feel we deserve that five-star rating, now's the time to go do it. Uh, take this opportunity on this break to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your followers, and we will be right back. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening!
Well, amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. This is Joe Ruciello. And uh, so we just went through all of our announcements, and um, we're going to get into our prayer requests in, uh, in just a couple of seconds here. Just trying to get myself situated. Um, looking over in the chat group, if you uh, haven't logged in yet, uh, please feel free to do so. The chat group is open. We have the usual guys are in there. We have uh, Kurt, John, Jason, myself. Uh, so if you, uh, if you haven't, if you're logged into Spreaker, you do need a Spreaker account though. So I apologize for that, but, uh, Spreaker, it's a very easy account to open up. It doesn't cost you anything. And, uh, once you do that, you could, you know, favorite this show and, uh, you'll get notifications when, or follow the show, I should say, and you'll get notifications when the uh, show goes live and you can just click that button and jump right on in. And uh, you'll be able to use the chat feature uh, that we have going here, which is uh, a lot of fun, actually. And it's, uh, it's great because we can interact. Uh, now, I don't generally interact during the course of uh, the broadcast when I'm, I'm speaking because I, I'm terrible at multitasking. I'm sure my wife would tell you that for a fact. But um, uh, uh, I do jump in the chat group when we're on the breaks and we, we kind of go back and forth a little bit. It's a great place to throw any last-minute prayer requests, uh, or you could um, ask any questions, and if we can answer them for you quickly, we will. If not, I will definitely always get back to you on the question that you've asked. So uh, jump on into the chat group. We'd love to have you there. All right, uh, so going down into our prayer list, um, one of the great things about doing the prayer list is when I went back and looked at the earlier shows that we used to do, um, like the first two shows had like literally no opening segment to the show and it just went right from the opening music into the message you know and done that was it so it was very um very abrupt very short and uh which i'm sure a lot of people would be would appreciate because you know i, I tend to be a little long-winded uh and i do that because i like doing the show that's why you know it's like i don't want to i i you know i look forward to doing this so it's like uh when I get down behind the mic, I don't want to let go of it. But um, but I digress. Uh, so I'm listening to the other show, the earlier shows. We didn't have any prayer requests. We had nothing, no announcements. We had nothing really going on other than just the preaching of the message. And um, since we opened up for prayer requests, I mean, I've seen this thing grow tremendously. And, um, uh, you know, I one point i think only we're only praying for like three or four people for things and um you know but hey that's fine you know it's it's three or four people is better than not praying for anybody right right so uh now we have uh we have a list and folks uh do send us their prayer requests and folks from my church will ask me to put them on a prayer on our prayer list as well and so we, we we're happy to do that and uh so it's it's been a real blessing to pray for folks now, uh, as always, uh, on Sunday, we tend to spend a little more time in the prayer list because it is Sunday, and it's, it's a good day to do that. Uh, so for today, we're going to be praying for uh, salvation. For um, We're going to be praying for my, my mom, Diane, my sister, Laura, my granddaughter, Carmela, David in New York City, Fairman, and we're also going to pray for Terry Begley, who I will uh, give a little more information about later on for those of you who are not familiar with him already. All right, so uh, we're going to pray for, We're gonna pray again for my mom, my sister, granddaughter, David, and uh, Fairman and Terry uh, for salvation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. 
Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the gift of salvation that you have poured out upon us through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we are so thankful that we have the opportunity to come before the throne of grace and to lift up these folks to you that are in desperate need of the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Father, we want to thank you that you do hear prayer. We want to thank you, Lord, that the prayer for salvation is one of those prayers that, um, that you love to hear, that you love to receive, and you love to honor. So, Father, I pray that you would open up an opportunity for each one of the people on our prayer list uh, to come across someone, maybe someone visit them, that could give them the gospel message in a clear way, and, Lord, that they would get saved. And, uh, Lord, I, I just pray for my mom, Diane, specifically, Lord. Uh, I pray for her. As, you know, she's getting older. And, um, Lord, you know, I, I, I just want to see my mom got sa- get saved. Father, you saved my dad after I've been praying for him for over 20 years. And uh, he got saved just a few days before he passed away. And, Lord, I, I, I'm thankful for that. But, Father, I'd like to see you save my mom now. Lord, I, I would pray for that. I pray for that with all my heart. And, Lord, I pray for my sister, Laura. I, she needs to get saved too, Lord. She, uh, you know, she, uh, she deals with my mom on a daily basis, and uh, uh, she carries a tremendous load for, on her, Lord. She's a good person, but she's not good enough to make it into heaven without the Lord Jesus Christ. She's not going to get there. Father God, I pray for her. I lift her up to you, and I ask you, Lord, to please save her. Lord, we're also praying for Carmela, my granddaughter. Lord, we lift her up to you. She's a precious little girl. And, Lord, I pray that uh, as my daughter accepted Jesus Christ at a very young age, Lord, that uh, you would move in Carmela, that she would accept Jesus Christ at a very young age. And, Father God, I just ask that you would uh, just just uh, hedge her about and protect her uh, until she can make that decision. Father, we also pray for David in New York City. David is a friend of mine, somebody that I've known for many, many years, and I've witnessed to many, many times and has rejected the gospel many, many times. Father, uh, David needs to get saved. And Lord, I just lift him up to you today, and I ask that uh, he may be listening, he may not be listening, I don't know. But Lord, if he is listening, I pray that he's moved by the fact that we pray for him every time we do a show. And I, and I Lord, pray that you would uh, just help him to realize how many people are actively praying for David. Lord, we thank, we thank you for that. Lord, we lift him up to you today. We ask you to save him, to please save him. Father, we pray for Fairman also. Fairman uh, is my friend Alex's dad. Uh, Fairman did make a profession of faith one, at one point, but uh, uh, we're not certain that it, was a, uh, it, that, that it was an actual profession of faith. But, Father God, we pray for him. We pray for his salvation if he's not saved. And if he is saved, Father, we pray that you would draw him back to yourself, Lord, that you would... Uh, just hedge him and protect him while he battles cancer in the hospital. Lord, we just lift him up to you today. We ask you to save him, and uh, Lord, work in him and through him. Father, we lift up Terry Begley to you. Terry Begley uh, is a firefighter, I'm sorry, a Marine, who had run into a burning house to rescue a mother and a child uh, from the from this burning house, and as a result has suffered uh, terrible burns over his body. Lord, we don't know if Terry is saved, um, but we pray, Father God, that that uh, that that dose of the, the 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 heat and the pain of fire would be on his mind when he considers his eternal destiny if he's not saved. Father, we pray that um, 
that you would just work a mighty work in him, that you would draw him to yourself, and, Father God, that you would save him. We also want to pray for the mother and the daughter that were rescued out of that house for salvation as well. Again, we don't know if they're saved, so we're erring on the side of caution here. We're asking, Father God, that if they're not saved, that you would save them today, that you would uh, draw them in, Lord. You would uh, hedge them and protect them, and that, Lord, you would bring a healing to, their, to not only their physical bodies from the uh, exposure to the, to the fire, but, Lord, also to their spiritual self. So, Father God, we thank you so much for hearing our prayers. We, Lord, we thank you that you are a God who answers prayer, and we commit these to you for your perfect will in their lives, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, moving down our, uh, to our sick list, um, we have a couple of additions. We had a couple of removals today, so uh, let's go through this here right now. So we are continuing to pray for Pastor Martin. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Martin is 89 years old. He is the pastor to my pastor, and uh, he has a tremendous heart to serve the Lord. Even at his advanced age, with all of the ailments that, uh, he, that he suffers, he still goes out once a week and he street preaches at 89 years old. So we want to pray for Pastor Martin for his health overall, but we also want to specifically pray for uh, this heart condition that he has developed that, uh, that he might have to have surgery on to correct. And we pray that uh, uh, at 89, if he does decide to have the surgery, that, uh, Lord, that you, would just, that you would just bless him and protect him as uh, as he's on the table, and use the doctors in a in a great way to 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 uh, to bring uh, closure to the problems with his heart. We're also praying for his blood pressure issue. We're praying also uh, for his eyesight. Now, Pastor Martin uh, re- reads his Bible every day, and every day he sets out to read ten full chapters. And for someone with a terrible eyesight. It's not an easy task to do. He actually has uh, one of those um, uh, desk-mounted magnifying lenses like a jeweler would use in order to read the text in his Bible. So we want to pray for his eyesight. We're praying for his heart condition. We're praying for his eczema, his blood pressure, and, uh, and also uh, for the medications that he's on that they would uh, adequately work for him. Uh, we're also going to be praying for uh, Rebecca, my daughter, uh, who is pregnant, and uh, it looks like they will be inducing labor uh, on December the 21st. So uh, we want to pray for her. We're also praying for my mom, uh, for her health concerns. My mom is 79. She has uh, COPD. She has um, other other health problems. And uh, we want to pray for her and uh, that the Lord would just touch her body and give her comfort and peace. We're also going to pray for my sister, Laura, for uh, her slipped disc in her back. Uh, we're going to pray that uh, the Lord will just kind of work on that and bring healing there. We're also praying for Bernice. Uh, Bernice is a sister in our church, for those of you who don't know. Uh, she's been battling cancer for a number of years, and uh, so she's going through chemotherapy right now, and she's doing some experimental work with some other medications. But we want to pray for her. She's, uh, she's a very strong lady. She uh, was in church today, and, and as always, despite whatever's going on, she always has a smile on her face, and she's always in good spirits, and, and we're thankful for that, and so we're going to continue to pray for her. We're also praying for her mom, for her mom's health concerns. Uh, Alan is, uh, is dealing with prostate cancer. He has surgery scheduled in January, so we're going to pray for him. 
Janae uh, has a heart condition as well, and we're going to pray for her. Uh, again, Terry Begley uh, for the burns that he suffered while uh, rescuing this mom and daughter from the uh, burning house. Furman, who's in the hospital uh, battling cancer with a fractured L2 vertebrae from a tumor. Uh, we're praying for uh, Carl Nicosia, who is uh, recovering from pneumonia. We're praying for uh, Pam, who is uh, recovering from COVID. We're praying for George Sr., who is uh, who's uh, experiencing some body pains and aches, and we're going to pray for him. Uh, we're praying for Nicole. Uh, Nicole uh, apparently was uh, hit in the face with a softball, and now is all badly bruised over her face. Uh, so we're going to pray for Nicole. And we're praying for Caitlin, who uh, apparently hit her head on a cabinet and is now suffering a concussion uh, going into uh, exam week at school. So we're going to pray for those folks on our sick list. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we want to thank you that you are the great physician. We want to thank you, Father God, uh, that you do hear our prayers, Lord, and you do answer prayer according to your will for us and for their lives and for our lives. Father, we want to lift up Pastor Martin to you, Lord. We want to thank you and praise you for uh, giving him uh, the life of service that he has. Father, we want to pray for his heart condition. Lord, we want to pray that you would give him uh, clear thinking when it comes to determining the course of action they're going to take. We also want to pray for uh, the doctors that will be treating him, that that if he does elect to have surgery, that uh, you would use all of their skill uh, to... uh, to mend the problem and help him to come to a recovery. We're also praying for his eyesight, Lord. We just pray that, uh, that you would try to, that, 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 that you would just help to clear his eyesight enough so that when he tries to read his Bible, Lord, that it wouldn't be such a struggle for him. But Lord, uh, we, we also pray that uh, it would be according to your will. Father God, we also pray for his uh, blood pressure concerns, his eczema, and for the concerns that he has with his medication. Father, we're lifting up Rebecca, uh, my daughter, who is uh, is pregnant. She's in a high-risk pregnancy right now. And, Lord, uh, it seems that uh, she's already dilating, and uh, they're uh, scheduling to induce labor on the 21st. Lord, we pray that you would just bring comfort. Lord, we pray that you would protect her as she's going through this. And, Lord, we pray for uh, a beautiful, healthy little baby. Uh, We know she's having a girl, so we want to just pray for her. And uh, and for the baby girl, don't know the name yet, but Lord, you do, and uh, we just commit that to you and ask you to to uh, watch over them. Father, we're praying for my mom for her health issues, uh, COPD, um, the, uh, the the strain of of mourning over the loss of of our dad and her husband. And Father, we just uh, pray that you would bring comfort and you would bring peace to our heart and mind. And we'll thank you for that. Lord, we all pray for my sister, Laura, for the slip disc that she has in her back. We pray, Father, that you would bring comfort there and bring healing. Lord, we lift up Bernice for uh, the uh, uh, cancer that she's battling and for the uh, chemotherapy that she's going through. We pray, Father God, that, uh, that, that you would uh, limit the side effects from the medications that she's taking and the treatments that she's taking. And, Lord, we pray that you would continue to give her a good spirit as, uh, as she endures uh, this, this trial. Father, we also want to pray for Bernice's mom uh, for her health concerns. We lift up Alan to you as well, who is going to be having surgery in January to deal with the prostate cancer that he's battling. Uh, Lord, we pray for a good outcome from that. Uh, Lord, we pray that the surgeons would 
uh, be able to completely remove the cancer and then there wouldn't be any lingering problems after. We also pray for Janae for the uh, condition of her heart that she's dealing with. Lord, we pray that you would just touch her, bring peace and comfort to her heart. Give her uh, a sense of, uh, of peace over the, uh, the issue at hand that you are in control and that, Lord, that, that uh, you are watching over and none of this is taking you by surprise in any way. Father, we lift up Terry Begley, uh, who uh, is suffering from severe burns after rescuing a mother and daughter from a house fire. Uh, we pray for him. We pray that you would just touch his body and bring, bring healing and bring comfort and help him to get back up on his feet as quickly as possible. We pray for that mother and daughter also, Lord, uh, uh, that, that any uh, inhalation, smoke inhalation, or, or any injuries they may have sustained uh, while still in the house before they were rescued uh, would be uh, minor, and that, Lord God, that you would uh, bring healing and also impress upon them their need for salvation. Father, we also want to pray for Furman, uh, who is uh, in, in hospital right now uh, battling cancer. Uh, with this fractured vertebrae from a tumor uh, as a result of the, of the cancer. Lord, we pray for him. We lift him up to you. Brother Alex sent me a picture of him yesterday, and, and Lord, my heart broke. It reminded me so much of seeing my dad laying in the hospital bed. Um, it's just a horrible thing to see. And Lord, we pray that you would just touch his body, bring healing, give him comfort, give him peace as he, uh, as he endures this battle that he's fighting. Father, we're praying for Carl Nicosia, uh, my uncle, who is uh, recovering from pneumonia. Uh, we pray that you would strengthen him up and give him give him what he needs to get back up on his feet. We're praying for Pam also for uh, for uh, her battle with COVID. Lord, we pray that uh, that she be back up on her feet quickly as possible with uh, no lingering effects from the comorbidities that she deals with as well. George Senior is having some uh, body pain. Lord, we pray that you would uh, just touch his body, bring comfort, bring healing. Lord, and help him to get some rest, and uh, we pray that this is nothing that's going to lead into something more severe, and uh, Father, we just trust this to you, and we'll thank you for it. Lord, we're also praying for Nicole, uh, who was hit in the face with a softball today, and uh, now she's, or yesterday, and she's badly bruised from that. I can sympathize, I can empathize. When I was a young boy, and I was playing baseball, uh, I was a catcher, and I did not have my mask on. And our pitcher threw the ball, and I wasn't paying attention, and it popped me right in the face. And I had a black eye for weeks. And, of course, the next uh, day or two later was the school play that I, was, I had a, a role in and had to be on stage with a big black eye. So, Lord, I understand, and I pray that you would just bring comfort there and just help heal her, Father God. And uh, we'll thank you for that. And then last, Lord, uh, but not least, we pray for Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin hit her head on a cabinet and is now concussed. And so we pray uh, that you would uh, just touch her as well and bring healing uh, and help her to overcome the effects of the concussion as uh, she's taking her uh, winter break finals or midterms um, uh, this coming week. So, Father, we just thank you so much that you hear our prayers. Lord, we ask you now just to answer all of these prayers. And if there's any that I've missed, Lord, I pray that you would just respond to those as well. And uh, always, as always, according to your perfect will for, for their lives. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, moving on down the list, we have, uh, we're uh, still praying for the Gonzalez family for the loss of their second child to SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Um, we're praying for Jude, uh, my brother-in-law, for his business, his contracting business. 
up in New York City. We're praying for Robert, who's a National Guardsman working down here along the border. Uh, he's asked for prayer, uh, not only for protection and for safety, but also to, uh, to be a good gospel witness for uh, his fellow guardsmen uh, that he's down there deployed with. Uh, I don't have their names, but Lord, you know who they are, and so we just commit that to you. Uh, also, he's asking for prayer for the morale of his colleagues. Uh, we're also going to pray for the Border Patrol officers and agents that are working along the border here, uh, the National Guard and uh, local law enforcement. Uh, we're going to pray for their protection as they perform their duties. Uh, we're praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for uh, Isabella with her walk with the Lord. We're praying for Alex, Angel's husband, as, uh, as he's uh, uh, doing everything he can uh, to help Angel. Uh, we're praying for Trevor for his walk with the Lord. Tony is asked for prayer for witnessing opportunities. Great prayer request right there. And we're also praying for Alex Herrera for uh, uh, a job opportunity to present itself and also to help him uh, get his financial situation under control. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for all of those in our prayer list here. Lord, we pray for the Gonzalez family. We lift them up to you. Lord, we ask you to bring comfort uh, as, they, as they grieve and mourn the loss of their child. Uh, to this terrible thing, sudden infant death syndrome. Lord, we just lift them up to you. We ask you to bring comfort as they mourn. Father, we pray for, uh, for Jude, my brother-in-law, for his business. We pray for Robert uh, down on the border. Uh, we pray for his protection, his safety, but not just for himself, but for all of those that he works with. We pray for these guardsmen that he's been witnessing to, Lord, and we pray that uh, since you know who they are, that you would work in them, and Lord, that you would use Robert in a way to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Robert's also asking for prayer for the overall morale of, uh, uh, for himself and his colleagues as they work down on the border. Lord, we also lift up the uh, Border Patrol officers and agents that are currently working, the National Guard, law enforcement, uh, working on the border here in Eagle Pass and around the country, uh, along the border states. And, Father, we just pray for their protection, for their safety. Lord, we pray that you would hedge them about and, uh, Lord, help them to deal with all the tragedies that they see throughout the course of the day. Uh, we know Adam. Adam is uh, is um, a Border Patrol agent himself, and uh, he tells us the stories that he can, and uh, some of them are just truly, truly heartbreaking. Lord, we want to pray for Angel uh, uh, in her pregnancy, Lord. We pray that uh, she'll come to full term and, and the baby will be perfect and healthy in every way. We pray for Isabella in her walk with the Lord. Trevor, for his walk with the Lord, we lift him up to you. Father, we just pray that you would draw them close and keep them close as they as they try to serve you the best way they know how. Father, uh, Tony's asking for uh, witnessing opportunities at the workplace. Great, great prayer there, Lord, and I, I'm thankful that he uh, communicated that to us. Uh, Alex Herrera, we're praying, Lord, that you would open up job opportunities for him, that you would help him to uh, uh, get his financial situation under control as he cares for his dad in the hospital. We're also praying for Adam tonight, who will be leading our, uh, our uh, Sunday evening service at 6 p.m. at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. So, uh, Lord, we just lift him up to you. We ask you to give him the words to speak. Lord, fill him with your Holy Spirit. And uh, I understand that his parents will be, will be visiting, and uh, we don't believe that they're saved. And, Father, we pray that, uh, that in seeing their son preach, Lord, it would be a good testimony, and that they might today make the decision to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And, Father God, we will thank you for answering all of these prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, moving on down the list, we have, uh, of course, all the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, we're going to pray for Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, praying for Dan, Jim Hall, Mike Elizalde. We're praying for uh, myself, 
my wife Larissa, uh, and we're praying for um, Francis has an unspoken prayer request, um, actually two, and um, uh, Claudia as well. So Heavenly Father, uh, we pray for, for those on our unspoken prayer list, Lord. We ask that you would just uh, meet each one of the needs as presented before you, Lord. You know exactly what those needs are. You know where the concerns are. You know where the trouble is, Father God. And we just pray that you would uh, just reach down from heaven with your hand, Lord, that you would touch all of those on our prayer list, whether it's an unspoken prayer, whether it's just a general prayer request, uh, whether it's uh, on our sick list, and of course, importantly, on our salvation list. So, Father God, we thank you so much, and we commit all of this to you in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, folks, if you have any prayer requests at all, please feel free to email me at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Or you can go to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and you can fill out the web form and send that over to us, and we'll get you on the prayer list. Anybody in the chat group with a prayer request? No, don't see any. All right. Uh, no birthdays to announce today. No, uh, no questions uh, from the audience today. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take another break, our second break of the night, and that'll give you a chance to get your King James Bible if you don't have it already. Grab yourself your cup of coffee. I have mine here. Well, actually, I have my tea here, uh, your bottle of water. And when we come back, we're going to get into today's message on the real adversary. Stay with us. tell of the story where thousands were fed when he lifted the sick when he raised up the dead i could sing of the others like the blind made to see oh but i'd rather tell you what's happened to me I know that I am washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved to the uttermost. You must be forgiven to make heaven your home. The good life you're living won't do it alone. So trust in the Savior, He'll save you today. And with blessed assurance, you too can say, I'm saved to the uttermost, I know. Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved to the uttermost. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete, for I'm saved. I'm saved to the uttermost, I know that I am. 
washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved to the This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, 
the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. All right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are going to uh, head on over to our message. I should have gotten the screen set up. I'm sorry. But um, let's see. So while I'm doing that, why don't you head on over to our chat group and jump on in there and say hello to everybody. They're being kind of quiet today. I think they're looking for uh, some some fresh meat to... Uh, to kind of pick on and play with over there. So if you can, uh, if you want to, get on in that chat group. It'll be great to have you there. Uh, before we get into the message, though, I, gotta t- I want to tell you, I found something that was I find really, really, um, really special, really neat. And um, it is, it's called A Quaker Dozen. And I just want to read this to you really quick. Uh, these 12 rules for a way of life written long ago in a family Bible, still fit today's problems. All right, so it's 12 things, really quick. All right. Uh, Number one, begin each day with a prayer. Two, work hard. Love your family. Make light of your troubles. Follow the golden rule. Read from the Bible. Show kindness. Read worthwhile books. Be pure and clean. Have charity in your heart. Be obedient and respectful, and end the day in prayer. I think that's amazing. I I, I love that, and uh, that's something I have sitting here right at my uh, computer, and uh, it's something that uh, I I tend to look at from time to time, but I hadn't seen it for a while. It must have fallen off, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I found it, and I wanted to read it to you and share that with you. So, uh, folks, I want you to go grab your Bible, your King James Bible, and um, I'm going to ask you a very, very simple question, a very simple question. Do words mean things? Do words mean things? When we study the Bible, we have to understand that words mean things. You know, you can't just throw any old word out there and hope for an application. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. 
Now, our text this, our text this afternoon is going to be coming from Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to begin in verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Our Father, would you now add your blessing to the reading and the study of your holy word? We accept it as just that. We revere it. We love it. We trust it. So we're asking that the Spirit of God to give us some insight, some revelation that perhaps eluded us, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you know, the natural instinct is to put a human face on every policy uh, or position or, tr- or law or untruth that's being propagated against truth and righteousness. Isn't that right? Isn't that true? Isn't that what we all tend to do? put a human face on a thing? Well, these verses clearly indicate that the real battle, the real battle is on a different plane, which is invisible to the eyes of the flesh. There's a battle going on right now in this room where I'm sitting. There's a a real battle going on right now in the room where you're sitting listening to this. There's a battle going on outside this room. There's a battle going on all around the world that you cannot see. But it's going on, according to what the Bible teaches us. Now, of course, there are a lot of companion verses that go along with this, but uh, in, in thinking about that, we read these verses, we quote them, we talk about them a little bit. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, great. What are they? What is this stuff? I think it would be appropriate if we, you know, tied Scripture with Scripture to, to lend a definition to, to these things. Exactly what is it that we're wrestling with? What exactly are we in a wrestling match with? And you are, whether you know it or not. You are in a wrestling match. You are battling with something. And I believe that, you know, more and more people are succumbing to that wrestling match by the evidence that, that so, many American, so many people in America today are constantly under their emotional weather. One of the most common comments you hear from folks is when you ask them how they're doing. And they usually say, I'm tired. I'm so tired. You know, teenagers... I'm tired. And then I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, what's wrong with them? You know, when I was a teenager, I was bouncing off the walls. I drove my family crazy. My parents wanted to, you know, throw me out a window. But people are tired. Why? 
people are under it. Why? Is there an invisible battle going on that they can't see or identify? People say, I'm feeling down. Woe is me. Gloom, despair, agony on me. Why? Is there a battle going on that you can't totally put your finger on? The Bible indicates that the answer to that question is yes. As a matter of fact, there is. Now, the first thing we have in front of us is this word, principalities. What in the world is a principality that you're wrestling against that's identified in the Scripture as your adversary? Now, the obvious root word of principality is the word prince. Amen? Words mean things. Prince. In biblical language, a prince is someone who's ruling over others, someone that has authority. That's a prince. So principalities had to do with government. God is not declaring that all government is evil or bad. Quite the contrary. You can find many scriptures that tell us that, a believer, that as a believer, we have certain obligations to be obedient to the government under which we find ourselves as long as that government doesn't mandate that you do something that's opposed to the scriptures. Now, you need to make that real clear. For example, Daniel. The government in Daniel's day said that you had to bow down and pray to this pagan image. The government said that. Daniel said, I'm not doing it. Well, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. And he said, okay, go ahead. I'm sure that God could take those great, big, ferocious African lions and make them like little purring kittens. And he did. He did. Do you remember the three Hebrew boys in Daniel? Another government mandate was issued, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and they survived. They survived it just fine, didn't they? And then, then, and then that carries over into the New Testament. Government orders were issued to Peter and some of the other apostles, and Peter said, rather appropriately, we would rather obey God than man. However, we have to keep in mind that, that human government is something that God instituted. It was God's idea in the beginning, not man's. So God said that we have a certain obligation to revere that and to be obedient to it and so on. And because it is an institution that God ordained, you can fully expect that Satan tried to infiltrate that institution in any way he could. It's a principality. Interestingly, the devil over in John chapter 12 in verse 31 is called the prince of this world. The prince of this world. That's what Jesus called him. Jesus said, the devil is the prince of this world. And in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air. Hmm. But we'll address that in a little bit. He's called a prince more than once. Take your Bibles and turn with me over to the book of Matthew in chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Hey, guys, in the chat room, um, how's the sound sound? My, uh, my headset's making some really weird noises. Any problems? Okay. Matthew chapter 4, 
Let me just adjust this here one second. All right, Matthew chapter 4. Um, are you there? Okay, great. Matthew chapter 4, we have the story of Jesus going into the wilderness and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. That's serving as a launching point for his earthly ministry. At the end of the 40 days of fasting, the devil approaches him, and we know this as the temptation on the mount. One of those temptations has to do with government. Let's pick it up in verse 8, Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up to an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. So he's saying, you know, here's this kingdom over here and here's this one over here. Now, of course, the devil in his strategy is not pointing out the bad things, right? You wouldn't expect him to do that. He's pointing out the glory of them. Look at that kingdom over there. That's a subtropical climate down there. They're prosperous. Their fields are producing. They have silver and gold, and everything is perfect. Verse 9, And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Did you ever stop and think about that verse? Did you ever stop and consider that Jesus never refuted for one second the devil's right to make that claim? Jesus never said, they're not yours in the first place. He didn't say that. In fact, they were temporarily Satan's. And they still are. So the devil said very boastfully to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll just fall down and worship me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. You see, the devil is a God, small g. He's not the God. He's declared to be a God. And as a God, his greatest desire is to be worshipped. That's what he wants. You know, on certain occasions, God raises up nations for specific purposes. For example, he raised up Israel to provide a redeemer. And I believe with all of my heart, if you really understand our history, I really believe that God raised up the United States of America to be a light to the world in these last days. To this day, more missions money is accumulated and dispersed from these United States than all of the rest of the world combined. Money that helps missionaries distribute the gospel all around the world. I believe that God raised this nation up for that very specific purpose. Sometimes God even raises up enemies against his people when they, when they move into apostasy. God raised up the Syrians, didn't he? God raised up the Babylonians. God raised up the, um, the Philistines. God raised up the Gergesites, the Jebusites. God raised up these various groups of people in, to, to, to act in ways of judgment against his own people, Israel, because they moved into apostasy. Now today, those enemies are, are in place, and that's not by coincidence or accident. That has to do with the hand of God, because ultimately, ultimately, all the nations of the world are going to surround Jerusalem, ready and, and full of anticipation for the annihilation of that people. Then and only then will they cry out in humility to God, and God will respond in a miraculous kind of way. 
And I anticipate that when that happens, you and I will be watching that over the banister of heaven. Principalities. Presently, Satan is the primary mover and shaker in this world's kingdoms with God periodically overruling, of course, at his pleasure. So there are invisible forces at work in government that can, that can provide the only explanation for a great deal of activity. You can't come up with any other logical explanation. Now, one thing that we as Americans have enjoyed and tried to embellish in our hearts and minds is this simple word, freedom. Freedom. We love freedom, don't we? You know, my favorite Hollywood movie, yeah, I admit I have one, <laughs> okay? Uh, my favorite movie is The Hunt for Red October. Have you seen that? I love that movie. I, I, and I've seen it so many times, I can play all the parts. <laughs> Did you guys see it or not? Nobody's answering in the chat room. All right. Well, for those of you who did see it, do you remember the part when uh, the second-in-command of the Russian submarine was talking to Sean Connery, the captain? And he was talking about um, what he was anticipating when, when they got to America. And he said that he wanted to live in Montana. Not a very good Russian accent, I know. I'm sorry. He said, I want to marry a round American woman. I want to raise rabbits, and I want her to cook them for me. Remember that? Then he said, I want to buy a recreational vehicle, and I want to travel from state to state. And then he paused and looked at the captain. Do they let you go from state to state? Yes, I think they do. Without any papers? No papers. That's my Sean Connery. Now, if you, if you ponder that, you see that's not the way it is everywhere. We have enjoyed, as Americans, a great deal of freedom and for us conservatives, it's depressing to see our freedoms being eroded away. But you must understand that there's an adversary at work in the world of principalities. And you can't just put a human face on that. Those human faces are just pawns on the chessboard. It's someone else that's moving the pawns. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. But that's not all. Your Bible says we also wrestle against powers. Powers. Well, what are powers? Well, even Satan has his little minions at work in governmental activity and so on and so forth to, to bring all of the governments of the world into a one-world government. And that's Bible prophecy. That will ultimately be, ultimately be under the leadership of the Antichrist. There are powers that are just effectively doing their bidding. Now, power is closely aligned with prince. It's an extension of being a prince. Didn't God say to Jacob, as a prince, I will give you power? That was the power of God. But that's what he said. As a prince, I will give you power. Now, obviously, a prince can wield power and influence, but, it's, but is there more to it? Is there more to it? Your Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that Satan is said to be the prince of the power of the air. Hmm. Now, that's a strange phrase. I mean, what do you do with a thing like that? You know, words mean things. That's a strange phrase. He's the prince of the power of the air. Jesus said this 
in Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I wonder why Jesus took the liberty to compare the fall of Satan. And Satan did fall. You can read about that exhaustively in Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. There was a time when he occupied a place in heaven as a crowned prince. And because he lifted up his voice in rebellion against God Almighty, and five times he said, I will, I will, I will, God said, no, you won't. And he fell. Jesus compares that fall to lightning. Lightning is a form of electricity, isn't it? Which operates as an electromagnetic force field. Which, not coincidentally, Daniel, in Daniel chapter 11, said that Satan was declared to be the god of forces. The god of forces. Words mean things. I kind of wonder where Star Wars ever got the idea of may the force be with you. You know, they copy the Bible, they don't even know it. They don't even understand it. So there's a force out there. You know, we, we applaud the event, the advent of electricity. I mean, it certainly has benefited humankind in more than one way, hasn't it? I mean, we could list them, right? I mean, I like electric lights, don't you? <laughs> Did you ever stop to think that in this age, these last days in which we live, we have surrounded ourselves with electrical force? You know, what's going on in this building where I am right now is the same thing that's going on where you are. There are wires going all through the walls, the floors and the ceilings, electrical wires. You know, we just surround ourselves with them. When you get in your car, you do the same thing. You have an alternator. An alternator is what? It's basically a generator. It keeps the battery charged in your car so that you can run things like the radio. And did you ever notice that when you're driving down the highway and you have your you know, terrestrial radio on and you pass those great big high power stations, all of a sudden your radio kind of goes, <laughs> right? Which at one point was crystal clear. It's to- it starts going totally crazy. I can't do that sound again, so I'm not going to try. Now, of course, that usually happens, though, when... Whoever it is you're listening to is making some salient point and that, that you want to get to, and, and now you can't hear it, so you speed up, right? So you can get beyond this electrical field so you can get your reception back. So in other words, that high-intensity electricity is interrupting a signal. Did you ever stop and think about radio signals? Man, they can go through a concrete wall, can't they? You know, you get a little radio with an antenna, Everything is great, and you're inside a brick building. How does that signal get through there and into that thing? If it can go through that, could it go through you? You know, medical science tells us that our hearts are like little generators. When you're in bad shape, they take you off to intensive care, and then they wire you up, don't they? That's basically what they do. They have you all wired up. They have all these monitors and machines and signals and everything. And then all of a sudden, when that alarm starts to ring, they all come running. 
Now, if all that electricity that's out there is going through you, I wonder if it has the ability to interrupt some signals that are natural and supposed to be there. Hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought. I, I was watching something on the Discovery Channel, or maybe it was the Science Channel, and they were talking about four geographical places in the continental United States that were theoretically characterized by peace and tranquility. It was unexplainable. But when you went, but when you went out there, you felt just so at ease. You know, one of those places was Crestone, Colorado. No cell phone signal, no radio signals, just silence. You're surrounded by 14,000-foot mountains. No wonder you're not getting any signals. They said that was a place of unusual tranquility. I have a friend who spent almost 20 years in the Navy. And uh, for some portion of it, he was assigned to a submarine. And I thought that was pretty neat. I always did. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but a few years ago, he and I were, were, were chatting back and forth. And, and uh, he said to me, we were talking about this subject. We were talking about principalities and powers and uh, spiritual wickedness in high places and electrical forces and things like that. And uh, he said to me, he goes, there's one place that that signal can't get through. And I said, oh, really? What's that? And he said, the steel hull of a ship. He said, that's why a submarine has to come close to the surface and extend an antenna up. That radio signal can't get through the steel hull of a ship. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Do you know what armor is traditionally made out of? Steel. Well, God has a special kind of steel that he describes in the passage we read earlier that you need to put on if you're going to be continually bombarded by all this stuff. Now, if you stop and think about it, all the TV signals that are floating around and all the radio signals that are floating around out there, some of it is good information, but, you know, a great amount of it is bad information. And it's just going to go through you. You say, well, I don't feel it. I know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Well, I don't see it. I know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I don't hear it. I know. But maybe you do. Someone may say, you know, I have really weird dreams. I wonder why. I wonder why. Just something to ponder. Powers. Powers. Do you think Satan uses the airwaves to gain control of the world and unify power and hatred against all that's of God? Power. Interestingly, we call those things out there power stations and power plants, don't we? Power, power, power. Do you know what you really need? You need the power, power, wonder-working power of the blood. That's the kind of power you really need. That's a totally different kind of power. 
So we have power and we have principalities. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and uh, we are studying the real adversary. Uh, We are coming up on our last break of the afternoon. So uh, would you please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the show with your friends, your family, and your followers. Give us that five-star review if you feel that we deserve it. Uh, check us out on, uh, on Good Pods, on Spotify, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we'll start to wrap this thing up. Don't go away. Be not afraid, for I have redeemed you. Be not afraid, I have called you by name. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the floods, they will not sweep o'er you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed. You are mine, you are precious in my sight.
It's not fame that I desire, nor stature in my brother's eyes. I pray it's said about my life that I live more to build your name than mine. For the Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I hope you enjoy the music that we select. Uh, that particular song, The Cause of Christ, I, I have to tell it's probably one of my favorite songs off of that, um, that recording by West Coast Baptist College. Um, probably one of my favorite ones off of that one. And of course, off the uh, the other one that I have, I played a couple of their songs today too. Um, Save to the uttermost, um, the the men's quartet. Uh, I mean, really good, good music, and I appreciate that. And, and when I listen to the cause of Christ, man, it makes me think. It kind of takes me someplace, you know. And I think about the Lord, and I think about all He's done, and how much. I could do for him and for his cause and how many opportunities that I had that I let slip away. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I have a wonderful savior. I have a, I have a great God and one that is loving and forgiving, merciful, and the God of not just one chance, two chance, three chance, but many chances. So, uh, we should be thankful for that. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, we are uh, still working through our message on the real adversaries. Uh, I have two more to go, uh, and we're going to get into those right now. Uh, the Bible says that there are rulers of darkness, the rulers of darkness of this world. Now, uh, there are satanic forces that specialize in deception, particularly things concerning the gospel, rulers of darkness. The Bible continually characterizes darkness as opposed to light. And, uh, you know, darkness, of course, is a type of a spiritual blindness where people can't see. Uh, there's a place called How, How's Cavern or How Caverns or something to that effect. And I was, when I was a kid, I went there on a school trip. Uh, had to be a couple of hundred years ago, it feels like. But um, I remember when they turned the lights off in the cavern and man, I thought I had seen dark, you know, but that wrote the book on dark. And I remember when they turned the lights off, I said, I am not moving. I am not taking a step. It's dark. That's the kind of spiritual blindness or spiritual darkness that Satan seeks to cover the world with. Grab your Bibles and head over to second Corinthians chapter four. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Now, I love the Jewish people. Uh, growing up, I had um, my closest friend, my best friend, if I could say that, uh, was an Orthodox Jewish kid named Eli. Loved this kid. This kid was crazy. He's a, he's a psycho, but... Uh, he's, he's a, he was a good guy. Uh, he's grown up to be, uh, the father of the last I remember. I think he said he had 10 kids and, uh, he moved to Israel. 
served in the Israeli army. He's, uh, he teaches in their synagogue, uh, in their local synagogue there. And, um, you know, every now and then we have conversations and I like to, I like to kind of throw them little things here. I, one, one day we were talking about, um, about Joshua and, uh, you know, I pointed out to him that wasn't it interesting how, uh, Moses wasn't able to lead the people into the promised land, but it was up to Yeshua, Joshua to do it. And, you know, Yeshua, Yeshua, Joshua, it's Jesus. Well, he got all bent out of shape. He's like, you know what? We're done talking today. I'll talk to you soon. And he hung up on me. <laughs> but that's all right. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes got to wound them a little, but that's all right. But I do. I love the Jewish people, you know, and it, as hard as they can be to witness to, I love them. God tells us that one of the reasons why they are the way they are is because in this present age, as a nation, not necessarily individually, but nationally, God hath blinded their eyes. They're in darkness. You know, they can't see the hand in front of their face when it comes to spiritual issues. I mean, have you ever wondered about a thing and then struggled with it and struggled with it and struggled with it, and then all of a sudden it just dawned on you what the solution was? You know, what a wonderful revelation that was. Dawned on us. You know, words mean things, folks. Words mean things. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 1. I bet you thought I forgot, but no. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Why? Clearly the gospel is hid to those that are lost. Have you ever take have you ever talked to someone about the gospel and you know tried to bring them into a position where they can get the light of the gospel and understand that as an individual they're in a desperate need of salvation? Man, I've had plenty of those conversations. I had those conversations with David who we pray for uh, at the start of every show. And that salvation doesn't come through church affiliation or sacraments or ordinances or trying to be a better person or obedient to the Ten Commandments or the Golden Rule or any of that stuff. And you try to point that out to them, that uh, you try to point out to them that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And then about after an hour of conversation, you feel like you were just talking to a wall. Have you ever dealt with that? And you ask yourself, you know, what is wrong? What's wrong? It's hid from them that are lost. Well, who's the real proprietor in that? Well, in verse 4, in whom the God of this world. Well, who's that? Matthew chapter 4. That's Satan. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Now notice Paul said, we preach not ourselves, 
but Christ Jesus the Lord. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've dealt with people with the gospel and tried to, to give them uh, a simple presentation of salvation in light of the gospel, and an hour later they just say, well, you just think you're better than everyone else, don't you? I have just been telling you for an hour that I'm not. For the last hour, I've been telling you that I am just a low-down, rotten weasel of a sinner, just like anybody else. Well, that's your interpretation. I mean, talk about making you want to slit your wrist, man. Hey, what's the problem? The problem is there's an invisible adversary. That's the problem. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God, the, of the power may be of God and not of us. Now I want you to notice in verse 6 he says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Now there are satanic forces that specialize in government. There are satanic forces that specialize in altering the correct signals. There are satanic forces that specialize in deception. Deception. Particularly things pertaining to the gospel. Evil fans the, the fire of darkness. Look with me over in John chapter 3. Go over to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Now, this is a passage that everyone should be familiar with. But whether you are or not, you need to see it. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Now, if you haven't heard this verse, I am here to help you. <laughs> okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So do you see what everlasting life is contingent upon? It's on belief. It's on belief. It's not on good works. It's not on church membership or affiliation. It's on belief. Belief. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Their deeds were evil. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've dealt with folks about the gospel and receiving Christ, and as we reached a conclusion, and I'm trying to encourage them to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, what sneaks into the conversation? I don't know if I can do that right now. Well, what's the problem with right now? What's the difficulty? And as we begin to tear away the fig leaves and look at what's underneath, do you know what that is frequently? They're harboring some sin, some evil that they're not ready to give up. It's the sin. It's the evil they don't want to relinquish. It's the sin. It's the evil that is keeping them from the glorious light of the gospel. 
And there are superior demonic forces at work in this invisible part of the universe that labor in the area of deception and keeping people in the dark. And then Paul said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and finally against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now there are two things that need to be observed about that statement. Spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not fleshly wickedness. This is spiritual wickedness. It's a different kind. And secondly, high places. High places. The Old Testament consistently points out that the places of worship and altars of pagans were built on high places. They always sought out the highest place in their vicinity, and that's where they would build their altar or pagan temple or whatever it was that they were doing. Consistently on high places. Do you remember when the pagans got together and they built the Tower of Babel? Which went where? It went up. Right? It went up. They didn't dig a hole in the ground to see what was underneath. They said, let's go up and see what's up there. High places. But that's connected with a spiritual kind of wickedness. There's a field of battle that we need to understand. Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. I'm going to get some, some tea here. Folks, we're really going long today. I apologize. But got a lot of stuff to get through. We spent an hour just opening the show before we even got into the study. So... Second Corinthians, and uh, did I say chapter 10? Yes, I did. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. You see that? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So right here he says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Do you know what carnal is? That's physical things. That's physical things. That is that our warfare isn't fought with guns and bullets and swords and knives and bombs and uh, airplanes and submarines. We have a whole different level of war. Therefore, we have a whole different arsenal at our disposal. He says, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You really have some incredible weapons at your disposal. The problem is that most Christians, the only thing they've got as listed in Ephesians chapter 6 is the helmet of salvation. The rest of them, rest of them are uncovered. They haven't taken advantage of the weapons. Look down in verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So do you know what spiritual wickedness in high places specializes in? It specializes and it dedicates its assault on the knowledge of God. Much science, much of science serves that purpose. Not all science, not all. God never condemned science, by the way. What he condemned was what Paul called science falsely so-called. Like, I'm not opposed to the space program. 
But I've frequently wondered what we really benefited from spending hundreds of billions of dollars. Apparently, we got Tang and Velcro. And I'm sure there are other advantages to it. I'm not issuing a blanket condemnation against the space program. But on the other hand, allegedly, we have a rover on Mars, a little robot looking around. And if you listen to the news, whenever they report on it, do you know what they tell you? They're trying to figure out. This is what they always say. Could Mars support life? Did Mars ever support life? And they never come right out and say it, but what they're saying is, if we find life out there, then we can prove that the Bible is wrong. Well, I got news for them. There was water on Mars once. All you have to do is read Genesis chapter 1 and you'll get that. But so much of our science today is dedicated to discounting and disproving any knowledge of God. There are superior forces out there. Why is it that our public school system has done everything within their reach, everything that's possible, to propagate every possible theory of evolution and discount to the extent of eradicating any voice for creation? I'll tell you why. It's easy. I'll tell you why right now. It's because it's become a religion. It's become a religion. And that religion hates competition. If we're really interested in giving our kids a, um, a, a broad-based education and giving them the ability to uh, pick and choose, assess and assimilate, understand and compare, then why wouldn't we have someone like, say, me, at least, come in and give one simple presentation on creation? Why not? You know, just in the name of good faith, being fair. You know, aren't the liberals the ones that are always yelling about being fair? If I get invited, I promise I won't even mention the Bible. I won't even talk about religion. I'll just talk about the first and second laws of thermodynamics. We'll talk about physics for a little while. <laughs> Boy, he sounds dangerous, doesn't he? There are forces at work in the universe doing everything they can possibly do to drive any knowledge of God out of our society. Now, we want to put a human face to it. You know, we want to say it's the ACLU or it's, you know, whatever liberal agenda you want to pick and choose. God says those are just the pawns on the chessboard. They may be willing pawns or they may be stupid pawns, but they're pawns. He said all that they really are are marionettes. There is someone else pulling the strings that you can't see. Now, do you feel like you've been thoroughly assaulted? You know, you, feel, you, you hear a few sermons like this, it'll make you want to curl up in the corner and just suck your thumb, doesn't it? But God, in his benevolence and his grace, in the very same passage, has extended all of the equipment you need for a victorious Christian life. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be under the gun. You don't have to be all gloomy. It's not like that at all. God said you could lead a victorious life, and I've given you the armor. Now, let me conclude with this. I know you're saying finally, right? Let me conclude with this. Perhaps you've been assaulted by superior forces that you've never really recognized for what they are. Forces that are dedicated to keeping you in the dark. 
if the devil loses every other battle with you, but he wins the battle for your soul, he won. He won. Listen to me carefully. You have an eternal soul that's going to go on throughout eternity. It's going to be either heaven or in hell. Well, I don't know if I believe that, preacher. That's the devil doing his job. I, I don't know. I just don't know. That's your interpretation. No, that's what God says. Now, Jesus Christ came into this world to redeem us sinners, us. Sinners, us, me, you, us. You know, a lot of people think that Jesus came to show us how to live. Man, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Why did he have to die a hideous, horrible, agonizing, wretched, indescribable death to show me how to live? I don't need that. Jesus came to save me from my sin. That's a whole bigger issue. Your sin is what alienates you and separates you from a holy and a righteous God. Your sin is what prevents you from walking into his presence and accepting you. Now, if somehow he could just figure out how to deal with your sin, ah, but he did. He said, I'm going to provide a substitute. That substitute will be my son, Jesus Christ, and he'll die on your behalf. If you receive him as the gift that he was intended to be, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'll give you just that, eternal life. There are forces at work that are trying to keep you in the dark. There are no coincidences with God. There are no mistakes with God. He purposely orchestrated events in your life so that you would be listening to this today, right now, so that you might have the opportunity for the dawn to come. Now, I love the dawn. I absolutely love the dawn. You have never seen a sunrise until you've seen a sunrise here in Texas. Although some of us don't realize that the sun comes up gradually, today we had a beautiful sunrise. But it does. It comes up gradually. Just as it was coming up and it popped over the horizon, those clouds were just a gorgeous bank of pinks and reds and tans. And I just looked out there and I said, that reminds me of the light. I love the dawn. God's trying to bring some dawn to your heart and to your mind today. Here's what he's saying. You need to trust Jesus Christ. Not just believe that he was or he is, but trust him as your personal savior. Ask him, to give you eternal life. He's the only one that has the authority to do it. God, for reasons that can only be explained in your Bible, has given quite a bit of authority to the devil temporarily. He doesn't have the authority over your soul. God's the only one through the person of his son that can say, I forgive you. I forgive you. There are forces at work that are trying to muddle your mind and, and 
and get you to ask questions that are just totally irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Here's the issue. Are you a sinner? Man, if you're not, I really want to sit down and visit with you. Your sin prevents you from the presence of a holy and righteous God. God provided a remedy, a remedy in the person of his precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you going to do with it? Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the day you've given us today. We want to thank you, Lord, for this time, this very serious time in our service today. You have provided the remedy for the sin issue. You provided a remedy for the, for the disease of sin. And that remedy is your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today that if there is any under the sound of my voice that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that they would partake of that remedy today, that they would settle the sin problem today, that they would assure themselves a place in heaven today not the worst place imaginable. Not a flaming, burning hell. Father, I pray for that soul that's listening right now. Move in them. Father, have your Holy Spirit just move within them and draw them to yourself. And if you're listening right now and you're not saved, but you want to be saved, we can settle that issue right now, right here. Say, dear God, I am a sinner. I am on my way to hell. But you have provided a remedy in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, your precious son. God, save me. Save me from hell. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. Reach down from heaven, God, and save me. Forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me of my sins. And allow me into your glorious presence. And I will thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, if you just prayed that prayer or something similar to that and it came from a sincere, honest heart, I can tell you right now that you are saved. God has forgiven you of your sins. And if you prayed that prayer, would you please let me know? Send me an email to info at com. Info at SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com. Let me know that you, that you prayed that prayer and if you've been saved. And I would love to send you a Bible. A King James Bible. 
So would you do that for me today? Thank you. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again for the day you've given us. Thank you for the message. Lord, uh, thank you so much for everyone that's been listening. Uh, Father God, we just ask you to bless us as we go out into the world for the rest of this week and bring us back together again on Thursday evening for our Thursday night Bible study. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, uh, we have gone way over tonight, and uh, that's okay, though. But, folks, listen, uh, before we sign out here, head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Send us uh, an email. Let us know what you're thinking. Any questions, comments, or concerns, any prayer requests, let us know if you got saved tonight. Also, uh, support this podcast if you can. We would appreciate that. God bless you. God save you. God keep you. And we'll see you Thursday, Lord willing. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.